And I welcome you to What's New. We move on today to verses 33 through 46 of Matthew chapter 21, the parable of the tenants. In this parable, the landowner is God, his son is Jesus Christ, and the farmers are Israel. Now, here is what Matthew writes. Now, listen to this story. A certain landowner planted a vineyard with a hedge around it and built a platform for the watchman then leased the vineyard to some farmers on a sharecrop basis and went away to live in another country. At the time of the harvest, he sent his agents to the farmers to collect his share. But the farmers attacked his men, beat one, killed one, and stoned another. Then he sent a larger group of his men to collect for him, but the results were the same. Finally, the owner sent his son, thinking they would surely respect him. But when these farmers saw the son coming, they said amongst themselves, Come on, this is the heir of this estate. Let's kill him and get it for ourselves. So they dragged him out of the vineyard and killed him. When the owner returns, what do you think he will do with these farmers? The Jewish leaders replied, He will put these wicked men to a horrible death and lease the vineyard to others, who will pay promptly. Then Jesus asked them, Didn't you ever read in the scriptures, the stone rejected by the builders has been made the honored cornerstone? How remarkable! What an amazing thing that Lord has done! What I mean is that the kingdom of God shall be taken away from you and given to a nation that will give God his share of the crop. All who stumble on this rock of truth will be broken, but those that it falls on will be scattered as dust. When the Jewish leaders realized that Jesus was talking about them, that they were the farmers in the story, they wanted to get rid of him, but were afraid to try because of the crowds, for they accepted Jesus as a prophet. Praise to the Father, praise to the Son, our study is Pastor Henry Harder. Jesus has some harsh words to say to the officials of the Temple of Jerusalem, and by extension to all religious leaders now as then. The temple leaders of Jesus' day were very far from what Jesus thought that Jewish leaders should be. Jesus tried some shock therapy. He told them a story about two sons. His stated conclusion was that the despised tax collectors and prostitutes who believed and received him 
would enter the kingdom of heaven. And the chief priests and the elders of the people who refused to believe the message of John the Baptist and also refused to believe that Jesus was the promised Messiah would not enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus told them that even after they saw and heard John the Baptist and knowing the ancient prophet's prediction, they still did not repent and believe in Jesus, whom John affirmed. That they, the religious leaders, would not enter the kingdom of heaven must have stunned them. Lest these leaders still didn't understand him, Jesus spoke another parable, sometimes called the parable of the landowner or the parable of the tenants. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 21, 33 to 39. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and went away on a journey. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his fruit. The tenants seized his servants. They beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. Then he sent other servants to them, more than the first time, and the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, This is his heir. Come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. The landowner must represent God. The vineyard is Israel. The tenants are the religious leaders. The servants represent the prophets. And the son must be Jesus himself. The vineyard, Israel, had been carefully prepared by God. When Jesus spoke these words, he must have had Isaiah 5, 1-7 in mind, and perhaps also Psalm 80, verses 6-16. to In Isaiah, God clearly describes Israel and Judah as his vineyard, carefully kept and protected. Then God said, What more could I have done for my vineyard than I have done for it? When I looked for good grapes... Why did it yield only bad? He looked for justice, but saw only bloodshed, for righteousness, but heard cries of distress. That's Isaiah 5, 4 and 7. In this story of Jesus, the landowner did everything he could to protect his vineyard. He built a wall around it to keep out animals. He built a watchtower for guards to watch for thieves or perhaps fire. He built a wine press right in the premises so that the whole operation could be completed right there. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers or tenants to take care of it. God entrusted his vineyard, Israel, to the religious leaders. They were to do whatever was necessary for the spiritual welfare of the people. When the owner sent his servants to collect his fruit, the tenants beat the first, killed the second, and stoned the third. He sent a second wave of servants, and the tenants treated them the same way. 
God sent the former and the latter prophets to his vineyard Israel. What did the religious leaders do? The record of the Bible is clear. The prophets were beaten, flogged, stoned, and killed. Finally, thinking that the tenants would respect his son, the owner sent him. Looking upon the son as the heir, the tenants killed him so that the vineyard might be theirs. By the son, Jesus bent himself. By this illustration, Jesus was predicting what would happen. He would be killed. For about six months, Jesus had been telling his disciples that he would be killed. Now he tells his enemies. His disciples hadn't really understood until after the resurrection and ascension. Then they understood fully. Now Jesus asked these leaders before him what such a landowner should do. Their suggestion was that he should bring those wretches to a wretched end and that he should rent his vineyard to other tenants. Jesus faced them and asked, Have you read the scriptures? And then he quoted from Psalm 118, verse 22, The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. Finally, the chief priests and the Pharisees realized that Jesus had been talking about them all along. Now those final words from Matthew chapter 21 speak volumes. He writes about the chief priests and the Pharisees that they looked for a way to arrest him. It's almost uncanny. These men evidently knew their scriptures, and they were now clearly faced with its fulfillment, and instead of facing their mistakes and accepting the Messiah, they try to arrest him. I say it's uncanny. Here God predicts an event, the death of Jesus, and the people who listen rush to fulfill it. What a commentary on the human heart. I'm glad for an accurate record of the early days of the years of the church, which Luke wrote in the book of Acts. In chapter 6, verse 7, he wrote, So the word of God spread. The number of the disciples increased rapidly. Now notice these words. And a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Perhaps this included some of those who earlier planned to kill him. A large number of priests accepted Jesus to be what he claimed to be, their Messiah and Savior.
What's new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.